in today's episode of That Taxi Podcast. A woman came up to me and she's like, if I show you my tits, can I get a ride down to the music venue, which is like four blocks away? And she right. want to get her hair wet. She okay. Said, you know. <laughs> just seen a girl walk by right just now. Uh, <clears throat> wearing next to nothing. Next I think to she's nothing. going swimming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, <laughs> that's not a swimsuit. I've been with my wife 35 years. 35 years? Yeah, I just can't get rid of her. It's like a wart, you know. It's, when you think it's gone, it's... Uh... I should have really just let you keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to That Taxi Podcast. I'm Thomas. And I'm Taxi David, author of Too Much to Handle, a series of hilarious cartoons of all the crazy things that happen in and around my taxi. Thanks for jumping into our cab for a ride along. Yeah, we've been driving taxi for years and we love to talk about work. You mean bitch about work. Yeah, okay, that's true. Everybody does bitch about work. We know you'll find this entertaining. Sure will, because we have a unique point of view as nighttime taxi drivers. That Taxi Podcast drops every Wednesday on Spotify and wherever else you get this podcast. Uh, Thomas, I think you mean to say wherever you get your podcast. No, Einstein. I mean wherever they get this podcast. I don't care where they get their other podcasts. <laughs> okay, okay, yes. Uh, okay, well, let's go. Up we go. <laughs> Probably just like that. <laughs> this is episode one. Okay. How do we start this? What are we doing? This is crazy. Well, we're going to take a stab at this. Okay. Well, should we explain what we're doing? Sure. First of all, let's say, well, we're in your taxi. Yes. Sitting here on the street. People are walking by. Mm-hmm. Little kids. We're going to uh, talk a little bit about uh, our perspective on things, right? Yeah. And we're both nighttime taxi drivers, so right. we get to see a lot of things right. that kind of spark pretty common experiences people have. Right. It's just that ours are usually motivated by something extreme. Right. We have a unique perspective on yeah. things. I should say we don't work for the same company. No, I'm yeah. private. Right. I'm a private cab. I I've, work with clients. You you and I have both worked with several different companies along yep. the way as well. Yeah, some large ones. And some small ones. Right, yeah. <laughs> and some medium-sized ones. Somewhere yeah. just right. I'm just right now. Yeah by myself. So I should explain, I used to work for a large company that dispatched drive and I developed a relationship with a lot of my passengers. Um, and when I left that company, I went on my own, got, bought my own taxi uh, and I actually rented out some taxis to other drivers who wanted to do what I did, which is develop relationships with regulars. And uh, I pretty much know who I'm going to see every day. Right. Okay. So you want to get going? Yeah, let's do this. Okay. Let's drop the flag. Let's drop the flag and get the cab going. Ka-chink. Yeah, my flag doesn't make noise. During each show, is going to be something different. We've got uh, 10 different topics, and it just so happens that so does the Wheel of Life from the game, the Wheel of Life. Sure, or the yeah. Life game. We needed a structure in which to pour our ideas in and, and to kind of spark us and the best way we could do that was to have a random right. selection that would because randomly people get into our car right and they ask us questions and we have to talk about it so we thought we would model that and we do uh, a couple of these per episode yes we'll do two two per episode so. yeah that sounds good so let's go spin the wheel let's spin the wheel wait i got a better idea from our very first one for your very first one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we spent days talking about No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so what's your idea? Let's, what's the 
one thing everybody who gets in your cab asks you? Uh, what's your craziest story? What's your craziest story? So, very first episode, let's let's answer that question, get that one out of the way. So, do you want me to go, or do you want to... Uh, let me go first. Okay. Okay. I take these two younger girls, uh, I would say they're in their mid-twenties, which we get a lot of those passengers. Yeah, college. Because we live in a college, college uh, university town. Two two college girls take them on a, on the ride, and when we get to the destination, the fare was about thirty something dollars. One of them looks at me and says, "If we flash you, do we get fifty percent off?" Yeah. Well, that's not what I'm all about. I mean, I love women. I love looking at women, but I'm not gonna, you know, take advantage of them. Right. So I looked at her and I said, "I might have to charge you double." <laughs> Her friend busted up laughing. She thought it was so hilarious that I shot her down like that. So she paid her fare and walked out kind of sulkily, but uh, her friend thought that was quite funny. And that's one of the things I try to do is I try to make my passengers laugh. Yeah. So I, I can springboard off of that. I was at a parked in a shell station, gas station, and uh, a woman came up to me and she's like, it's starting to drizzle. If I show you my tits and I get a ride down to the, the music venue, which is like four blocks away, and she right. doesn't want to get her hair wet. She okay. said, you know, my thought is, why would you ask me that? Right. You don't know me. Uh-huh. And I said, if you could go into the gas station and get a six pack of beer for showing your tits, I'll drive you anywhere you want in, in town. Right. And she's like, I'm not going to do that. And I'm like, well, then why would you ask me? Why do you feel like you can ask me that question? Right. Uh, just seen a girl walk by yeah. just now mm-hmm. <clears throat> wearing next to nothing. Next I think she's nothing. going swimming. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's not a swimsuit. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. So being a cab driver, they do ask us, what are the craziest things you've seen? And a lot of times it's something like that, you know? Yeah. And you have to be appropriate. There's easily a lot of distractions, obviously, as you can hear. Right. <laughs> and so um, the important thing is that we stay focused yes well that was kind of a funny story i told you you want to hear a a weird crazy story yeah i picked this young woman up uh from a bar it was nowhere near closing time i would say it's 11 30 and she seemed distraught she wanted to go to a town which the next town over it's about 12 miles so she gets in the cab and i say is everything all right you're leaving kind of early i say that too and she said, uh, well, I was going to stay out longer, but this this guy kept following me from bar to bar, and he just really creeped me out. And I said, oh, really? What, what was he doing? And she goes, well, I went into the one bar, and he followed me in there. I didn't think nothing of it until I left and went to another bar, and he showed up three minutes later to the same bar. I said, well, that could be just a coincidence. And she goes, yeah. But then I left and went to a different bar, and he did the same thing. Three minutes later, he sh- he showed up, and I knew it was him because he's, he had his motorcycle helmet with him. And I said, oh, uh, he was driving a motorcycle. And she goes, yeah, he's riding a motorcycle. It was at this time, and we're about uh, five miles into the ride down a main street, but not the freeway. Yeah. I realized there's been a motorcycle following me the whole way. Mm, this is not a joke. You're this is the truth. Okay. And I said, oh, well, uh, there's a motorcycle following us now. And she got a little scared. I said, I just want to make sure he's following us. So we have these roundabouts. Oh, sure. And uh, so I get in the roundabout, and instead of taking one of the exits, I go all the way around uh-huh. twice. And he followed, and he followed me twice. All right, well, then that's... And at that point, I knew it was 
legit. He was, it was this guy. He was tracking her home. Yeah. So I called the county sheriff, 911, and uh, the dispatcher asked me if I could go back to the bar so the police could take care of it. 100%. That's and I said, idea. no, I'm not going to do that. I'm almost to her destination. Can you have this other city, uh, their police department, meet me at the parking lot of the gas station? Huh. And she goes, yeah, we can do that. So she called the city dispatch and had them send some police out to the truck stop to wait. And as I pulled in, the motorcycle was still following us. He saw the cops and took off fast, uh-huh. hopped on the freeway, and they chased him Yeah, and, and caught him. And uh, he was uh, not a resident of the state. He he was at the school on a visa. And uh, they asked him about, was he following the girl? And he admitted, yeah, he was following her, and he's going to follow her home. So they could get him for stalking. Oh, they, they did. Okay, yeah. So, uh, and she was very grateful that I did that. Mm. And it was just something I would do for, for any damsel in distress, not to act like a, you know, Prince Charming or anything. And I might come across as, I, I mean, I do like to look, you know, but I've been married for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just not who I am, so. Okay. Well, I had a different craziest story in mind, but uh, I have one that fits right along, because that's a pretty crazy story. It is. Um, I had if, a, well, if he had, if she had not told me he was on a motorcycle, you don't know what could have went down, done, right? Yeah, you don't know what could have yeah, went down. So. Um, I had a similar story. I had a girl that, or excuse me, um, a group of people it was two guys and a girl. I picked up from downtown, and I was taking them to one of the hotels, just five dollars away. Okay, not very far. Right, uh, that's about a mile, a little over a mile, mm-hmm. and. Uh, the whole way, these two guys were talking about what they were going to do to her sexually. And she's laughing, ha, 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 and she's clearly drunk. But they were really disrespectful. Okay. It wasn't fun at all. And they knew you could hear them. Oh, we one was sitting next to me and the other one was in the back oh. seat with her, you know. And we Oof. got to, we got to the hotel and there was a pizza guy deli- uh, delivering pizza. He had just drove, driven up and he was taking the pizza out. And the guy goes, oh, I'm going to get that pizza. And he got out and he starts... Not arguing, but talking to the guy, and he gives him some money, and he talks the guy out of the pizzas. Okay. And the other guy gets out, and I grabbed her by her hand while she was in the back seat, and I said, are you okay? And she goes, oh, yeah, it's fine. I know these guys. She didn't know these guys at all. And I gave her my phone number, and I said, if you need anything, call me. She goes, okay, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And I dropped her off. I mean, what can you do when they say no? Right. You can lead a horse to water, right? right? But you, you can't. can't you can't physically keep them in the car. No, that's, that's against kidnapping. the law, right? <laughs> that's against the law. Uh-huh. And uh, I go back to work, and I don't hear from her for the rest of the night. Now you got to also figure, as a cab driver, people are adults, right? And she was probably thirty-five, okay. something like that. So you got to assume they got this far in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't assume. It's scary to assume every time that you know. Horrible things are going to happen, you know. You hope that they have some wit about them. At the end of the shift, I went back to the... Because this is when I worked for a company at the time. And I did my paperwork, and the call came in. She called you? She called. This is like 4 in the morning. And I said, do you need me? She said, yeah, can you can you pick me up? And I said, I'm, I'm on my way. And uh, I got there, and I called. No answer. I called again. No answer. And I sat there not knowing what I should do. I couldn't call the cops because what was I going to say? I could tell them this story, but there's nothing, there's no, 
There's no description of the guys that I had that was definitive. I didn't know what room they were in. And all she said was she needed you. She didn't say she was in trouble. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, all that. And I tried calling again, and a guy answers. And I said, hey, it's Samantha there. And he's like, what? And I said, uh, Samantha called from this number. She said she wanted me to pick her up at the hotel. And he goes, don't worry about her. And he hung up. Ooh. Right? Yeah, that's a little... That's ominous. Uh -huh. And so I drove home. And on the way home, she called. Again? Again. And she said she made it home. Oh, okay. Yeah. What did you guys talk about? Did she explain what happened? Yeah, she was just hanging out with the guys and she was she, upset and she did end up leaving them because they were being aggressive and she ran out in the hallway with their phone oh. and called. Oh, that's why they... Yeah. And then when she brought it back, she just left the hotel. I don't know how she got home. Was it along with her home? Oh, yeah. yeah. She lived a good 20 miles away. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I, I came to know her over the years and this was her M.O. Okay. She would get obliterated. She wouldn't know what she was doing. She Did would she go black home out with anybody. I don't know. I never drove her home with other people, though. Okay. So there would just be more that you would bring her downtown and then you wouldn't know what happened to her. Huh. You know. So there are just some people like that. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess that was the segment one of episode yeah, that's one. Yeah, our first segment. Hey, go ahead, spin it. Yeah. Whisper. Oh, six. Six. Ooh, six. Let's All see. Right. Let's look that up. Yeah. It says that six is a get to know you. Okay, get to know you. So uh, let's, uh, well, get to know you category is, uh, doesn't really need to have anything to do with cab driving or ride share driving. Yeah, just you guys something, don't, you just guys something don't about us. us. So you get to know us, maybe get a little rapport with us and say, hey, yeah, that happened to me too, you know, back in the day. So, okay, Dave, I'll let you go first. Oh, uh, get to know you, uh, Tell us something about yourself. Well, I I think that some of the get-to-know-me stuff that I want to talk about is going to have something to do with uh, being how I've become a cab driver if I don't run this red light. Um, That's quite right. And I think that having been a... When I was in school to be college, uh, a high school teacher, um, I had this question for my mentor. What is going to make some 300-pound football player listen to me when I say, Joey, you stay after class. And he barely thought for a moment, but he said, you have to understand, when you put on the uniform of a teacher, people will respond to you that way. You know, the way people respond to a cop who's in uniform. Right. You know? Um, and I took the time to write several pages, probably three pages describing who I was going to be, what I would accept, what I wouldn't accept, how it would be how I would be as a teacher. And I did. I applied that. And, um, like, I wouldn't accept food from a student. I wouldn't um, make deals or bargains with for grades with students. And, right. and I just had a whole list of things that just defined who I was, and I wouldn't break those rules. Um, that thing carried over into what I do here as a, as a private taxi driver. Okay. Um, where I, I have my boundaries. Okay, so this actually applied... To a situation I had when I was working for a company way at the start of my career. I picked up this ride going from downtown, yeah, probably about fourteen mile, fourteen dollars away, and she gave me a fifty dollar bill. Okay. And said keep the change. And I said, Are you serious? This is great. This is awesome. Thank you. And she said, Yeah, absolutely, no problem. And I drove away. This is like my first week driving a taxi. Uh-huh. And dispatch called and said, Hey David, did you just drop off at wherever I dropped off. 
And I said, yeah. And she said, she just called back. She's wondering, did she give you a $50 bill or a $20 bill? Okay. I knew what she had given me, a $50 bill. Right. And obviously at this point I realized it was a mistake. Uh-huh. And I said, I'm going to have to check. Let me check because I'm not sure. You know, I knew. Right. And she said, okay, please. And I said, I'll pull over and I'll check. And I hung up the phone and I, and I thought to myself as I drove back, back downtown, this is the moment where I define who I am as a taxi driver. Am I the guy who will just take the fucking money? Right. You know, or will I be honest about right. it? You know, and so I called back and I said that, uh, yeah, she gave me a $50 bill and she was like, oh, thank you so much. She, she wasn't sure, but she was wondering if maybe she lost her $50 bill. Could you go back and give that to her? She only meant to give you $20. I said, yeah, no problem. So that if I if I go all the way back to that experience of where my mentor told me how to be how to define the person I was I was in that moment faced with who am I going to be am I going to be the villain or the superhero you know am I going to be the good guy or the uh, bad guy um interesting but then I decided once I made that choice I had to stick with who that was Uh so even uh you know if somebody leaves money sitting on the seat and walks out I'm like oh well buddy you left some money. Uh-huh. So, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. But for the most part, um, no. I decided I would define myself as being that person that was reliable in almost every context. So, yeah, excellent. Yeah. So how about you? Do you have... Uh, what's something about your past that people would, might be interested in knowing? Well, I don't know if I can follow that. Man. So, <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I was just going to go with the basics. Uh, grew up in the Midwest... Uh, I've lived in about five different states throughout my life. Uh, been here for 22 uh, years. I've been uh, with my wife now for going on, would be 35 years this month. Holy smokes. So I have two daughters on either side of 30 years old. 35 years though. Yes. That's a uh, Right? Yeah. Uh, just For anything. I don't think I've done anything you know, in 35 years. <laughs> yeah, I just can't get rid of her. It's like a wart, you know. It's, when you think it's gone, it's... Uh... I should have really just let you keep talking. Sorry. <laughs> Here it comes. It's back again. No, no, no. I, I love her dearly. And it ended after 35 years. <laughs> I love her dearly and she knows it. And that's the kind of... Uh, that's the kind of relationship we have where we can bounce off of each other like that. So... Uh, but uh, I don't know. Uh, well, I have an interesting question based on that because 35 years is a long time. And it one is. Of, one of the things that somebody said to me early on in, in driving was that uh, being a nighttime taxi driver is difficult for a relationship. And I have discovered that, uh, that it's been difficult on my relationships. Has this been difficult for your relationship at all? Uh, no, but there's a reason for that. Uh, I've been driving cab for 14 years, but I've been working night shifts at various jobs for over 30 years. Uh. And the reason I started doing night shifts was so we could save on childcare costs. Uh, we didn't have uh, grandma to watch uh, the kids while we were both at work, so I decided to take night jobs so I could watch the kids during the day, she could work, she could watch the kids at night. And it just, uh, instead of, once they were old enough to be in school, instead of me going back to a day job, I just stayed on at night jobs. So I've been doing nighttime work for over 30 years it's probably shortened my lifespan uh, because I don't get nearly enough sleep 
Yeah, you were saying that last week. And uh, sometimes you just got to take a couple days for yourself and, you know, stay in bed and relax sometimes. But you Yeah, know. well, you know, I can relate to that because I was going through divorce at the start of my driving a taxi. And one of the reasons I chose night was because I could be there for my kids all day. I got them ready for school, sent them off to school, and then I slept. And then I was up by the time that they got out of school. And at night, I would shift them off to their mom's house. Uh -huh. And then I would drive all night. Okay. So for them, they really never missed me, missed out on me because right. I was always there every day. Uh -huh. So yeah. Well, right. uh, I think that's it. I think that's it for, for the this, first episode. For this first episode, yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in. Obviously, it's that taxi podcast. What taxi podcast? That taxi podcast. That taxi podcast. What if I forget the name? Well, it's that taxi podcast. Oh, so, that taxi. So some podcast. people might say, "Have you seen or heard or listened to that taxi podcast?" And they'd say, "What taxi podcast?" And you'd say, "That taxi podcast," because that's what we are. That taxi podcast. Right. One more bit of advice. Yeah. If your last name is Lee, don't name your kid Brock. Broccoli. Yeah. Because nobody likes broccoli. Nobody likes broccoli. <laughs> I got the joke. <laughs> All right, have a good night. Be safe out there, guys. Good night, everybody. Thanks for coming along with us on That Taxi Podcast. We'll be back next week with a whole new episode, and you can find us on Spotify or wherever you download your podcasts. Wherever you download this podcast. Oh, right, sorry. We want your thoughts, ideas, and feedback on today's episode. So please contact us, and we really do want you to contact us at thattaxipodcast.com, at Twitter, on Facebook, and Instagram. See you next week. See you next week.